0: Welcome to another episode of our NCLEX review series. In this podcast, we continue to bring you valuable materials to help you prepare for your exam. Enjoy. Pain. Pain is a universally unpleasant emotional and sensory experience that occurs in response to actual or potential tissue trauma or inflammation. It is referred to as the fifth vital sign. Most nurses agree with the subjective definition that pain is whatever the client says it is. The perception of a client's pain is influenced by multiple factors such as previous pain experience and emotional, physical, and psychological status. Types of pain include acute and chronic pain. Acute pain is mild to severe pain and lasts less than six months. It usually is associated with a specific injury and involves a sympathetic nervous system response which leads to increased pulse rate and volume and an increase in the rate and depth of respirations. The blood pressure and glucose levels also increase, while urine production and intestinal peristalsis decrease. Chronic pain is mild to severe pain, lasting longer than six months. It is associated with the parasympathetic nervous system. The client may not exhibit signs and symptoms associated with acute pain. Chronic pain may lead to depression and decreased functional status. Common terminology is associated with the pain experience. The pain threshold is the minimum amount of stimulus required to cause a sensation of pain. Pain tolerance is the maximum pain a client is willing or able to endure. Referred pain occurs when pain is experienced in an area different from the site of tissue trauma. Intractable pain is pain not relieved by conventional treatment. Neuropathic pain is pain caused by a neurologic disturbance... And may not be associated with tissue damage. Phantom pain is the pain experienced in a missing body part. Radiating pain is the pain experienced at one source and extending to other areas. General nursing care of clients in pain, assessment and analysis. Clients are unique in their response to pain, and the nurse must employ careful assessment of the client's objective, subjective, verbal, and nonverbal behaviors to accurately intervene with a client experiencing pain. This is especially important when assessing infants, young children, and older adults, especially if there is any form of cognitive impairment present. The nurse should first assess the client's description of pain, including its location and intensity. Intensity is measured by a numeric rating scale of 0 to 10, and use of the Wong-Baker Faces Pain Rating Scale or the FLACC scale, Face, Legs, Activity, Cry, Consolability, for children. In addition, the nurse should assess the other characteristics of pain, onset, duration, and aggravating and alleviating factors of the pain. Associated signs and symptoms include increased vital signs, may be decreased with visceral pain, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and diaphoresis. Nonverbal cues include a distraught facial expression, including grimacing, rigid or self-splinting body posture, and hesitancy in moving in bed or getting out of bed. Contributing factors that make pain assessment difficult include age, older adults may expect pain or may fear addiction, so they may not complain, culture, past experience, anxiety, fear, uncertainty, lack of information, and fatigue. In addition, the nurse should assess the effect of pain on the client's ability to perform activities of daily living, ADLs. Planning and Implementation Individualized pain management is based on the client's needs and not on the nurse's own personal experiences, biases, or cultural beliefs regarding pain. The nurse should monitor and document the client's pain, associated symptoms, and a response to pain management interventions. Non-pharmacologic techniques include acupuncture, acupressure, aromatherapy, distraction, heat and cold, imagery, massage, reflexology, sequential muscle relaxation, transcutaneous or percutaneous electric stimulation, therapeutic touch, and hypnosis. These techniques are client-specific since not all clients may respond to these measures. The client must be comfortable with these choices and believe in the benefits they can provide. Medications used to manage pain include both narcotic, opioid-based, and non-narcotic analgesics. These drugs bind to receptors in the central nervous system and thus cause a decrease in the transmission and perception of pain. Examples include morphine, MS-Contin, codeine, meperidine, Demerol, hydromorphone, Dilaudid, fentanyl, Duragesic, sublimase, propoxyphene, Darvon, and hydrocodone. They are administered via oral, buccal, nasal spray, intramuscular, subcutaneous, intravenous, transdermal, epidural, or rectal roots, depending on the drug. The primary side effect is respiratory depression. There can be a decreased rate and depth of respirations and decreased oxygen saturation. Other side effects include lethargy, mental cloudiness, nausea and vomiting, hypotension, constipation, urinary retention, and euphoria. Clients may experience an allergic reaction to the medication as evidenced by a rash or pruritus. These drugs are often withheld if the respiratory rate is less than 8 to 10 breaths per minute. The nurse should institute measures to support respiratory function, encourage frequent turning and coughing and deep breathing. The nurse must keep an opioid antagonist, such as naloxone and naltrexone, Vivitrol, readily available in case of overdose. If mental clouding occurs, the client may need protection from injury such as elevated side rails and assistance with ambulation. Measures should be implemented to promote elimination, such as fluids, roughage, and upright position. The nurse should monitor and maintain therapeutic levels of the medication. Clients should be informed that it may take 24 hours to achieve a therapeutic level when using the transdermal route. The nurse should administer analgesics before pain becomes severe because they are less effective when pain is severe. The client should be taught how to use the patient-controlled analgesia, PCA pump, for management of severe pain. The nurse or pharmacist programs the infusion pump for continuous basal dose, client-controlled bolus dose, and lockout time interval, which allows the client to control administration without the danger of an overdose. PCA may be intravenous, subcutaneous, or epidural. Non-narcotic agents, such as non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, work by acting on peripheral nerve endings and decreasing inflammatory mediators by inhibiting prostaglandin synthesis. The agents have analgesic, anti-inflammatory, and antipyretic effects. Examples include aspirin, echotrin, ibuprofen, Motrin, Advil, and naproxen neprosin. Major side effects of these medications include gastrointestinal ulceration and bleeding and are manifested by tarry stools, Molina In addition, kidney and liver impairment can occur, as well as nausea and vomiting, constipation or diarrhea, bone marrow depression and impaired coagulation, visual disturbances, headache, tinnitus, especially with aspirin, confusion, seizures, hypertension, and fluid retention, especially with older adults. To avoid these side effects, the nurse should administer the medication with food or milk and instruct the client to drink 6 to 8 glasses of water daily. The nurse should monitor the client's CBC and liver and kidney function. The client should be taught to avoid alcohol or aspirin when taking other NSAIDs. For prevention of constipation, the nurse should teach the client to increase fiber and fluid intake. Other non-opioid analgesics, such as acetaminophen, Tylenol, work by inhibition of CNS prostaglandin synthesis. These agents do not have an effect on peripheral prostaglandin synthesis, so there is no anti-inflammatory action with these medications. Major side effects of these agents are few, especially if therapy is short-term. The side effects that may occur include hemolytic anemia, hepatotoxicity, seizures, coma, and death. The nurse should teach the client not to crush extended release products. The nurse should monitor the CBC and liver function. The client should be taught to avoid alcohol and other over-the-counter products that contain acetaminophen and to avoid exceeding a maximum dose of 4 grams daily. The client should also understand that acetaminophen can be taken concurrently with anticoagulants. Should overdose occur, the antidote for acetaminophen toxicity is acetylcysteine, Acetodote. Evaluation and Outcomes Outcome and evaluations for the client in pain are focused on the report of a reduction in pain of equal to or less than 4 on a numeric rating scale or FACES scale, increased active participation in ADLs, and a decrease or elimination of the subjective and objective symptoms of pain. Now we'll practice an NCLEX-style question. A nurse is assessing a client in pain. In addition to changes in the cardiovascular system, an increase in what physiological response should the nurse anticipate? 1. Salivation 2. Urinary output 3. Depth of respirations or 4. Gastrointestinal peristalsis The correct answer is 3. During the pain experience, the sympathetic nervous system is activated and the depth of respiration increases. Salivation, urinary output, and gastrointestinal peristalsis all decrease because these responses are related to activation of the parasympathetic system. Let's try a multiple-response question. Which assessments lead the nurse to conclude that the client is experiencing chronic pain? Select all that apply. 1. Digestion is slowed. 2. Relates feelings of depression. 3. Blood pressure is 140 over 90 millimeters of mercury. 4. Pain has occurred for over 8 months. 5. Pulse rate is within the expected range. The correct answers are 2, 4, and 5. The client is experiencing chronic pain. Chronic pain lasts longer than six months and often precipitates feelings of depression. With chronic pain, the pulse rate is often within the expected range rather than increased. Slowing of digestion and increased blood pressure occur with acute pain. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating. We wish you all the best in the coming examination. See you next time.